this week on the Arcane Dice Podcast. Shaw, what's what's going on? What is this? Are these guys bugging you? Shaw is like, yeah, he, he just, they just broke in. You near terrified that man to death. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll just be like, oh, excuse me, godlike being. Guys, I guys, mean, something's happening. For all I know, I could be making some really ridiculous shit. It's, uh... It does look a little weird. And not the amount you stole. The <laughs> amount I paid to replace it. Oh. Interesting. You, no. uh, a cleric of Agma. I don't think we have 50 gold between all of us right now. Maybe she does. But... I have uh, It would be very, very, very fair to say Colas is a little <laughs> nervous about tomorrow. I reach up and I, I grab him. Cullis by the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Cully! Let me tell you a secret about battle, because I'm I'm guessing you've probably never been in a lot of scuffles. It's like the first thing you gotta do is and as I say that, I haul up and I punch him in the nose. Back to the Arcane Dice Podcast. I'm Dave, one of the members of the Arcane Dice Podcast, and I would like to invite you to enjoy our actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons campaign, as the gang makes our way across the Forgotten Realms in one misadventure after another. We really appreciate your support and bearing with us as we learn the ins and outs of producing a live play podcast. We're learning with every episode and are working to bring in you, the listener, a high-quality and compelling story. This is an original, never-heard-before campaign brought to you by our Dungeon Master, Glenn. So please, join me, Morley, Amanda, and Raph as Glenn takes us through an entertaining adventure filled with magic, excitement, and unknown surprises. Our unscripted campaign will be as much as a surprise to us as it is to you. To better get us out there and to reach as many people as possible, please tell your friends, share us on social media, blast us in the office. You can follow us on our Facebook page, or on Instagram. Let us know how we're doing. We would love to reach as many podcasts and Dungeons & Dragons lovers as possible, and hopefully maybe change the lives of people who have never heard of Dungeons & Dragons before. So thank you again for joining us. Please give us a like and a comment on iTunes. Let us know what you think. You can send us an email at arcanedicepodcast at outlook.com or find us at arcanedicepodcast.podbean.com. <laughs> so we just all got to make sure we uh, well your voice talk a little louder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave is twenty four seven playground boys. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I fear for your wife. <laughs> hey, baby, let's uh, we're gonna do some sexy times. Like, <laughs> 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 Thank you for clarifying that joke. Though. Yeah, that's getting cut. Yeah, <laughs> Amanda, why don't you do us an intro? I didn't think so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's uh, episode two, the big two. Technically, episode three, if we, uh, you know, go by not splitting episode one like we did into two parts. So, episode two, two days after we went live, uh, 
We've already got three comments <laughs> on iTunes. And like six followers. Like, we're fucking... We're, we're rocking. We're rocking. Yeah. Uh, we're international. 50, 50 <laughs> downloads across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now here we are, deep, deep, deep in the podcast mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Undercover. Uh, just uh, hacking out another episode for our listeners, which will drop next Friday. Should we uh, Should we do a shout out to Singapore? Uh, yeah, corner of the Singapore market with uh, <laughs> with one download. Don't forget Ireland. And Ireland, the one drunk guy. Yes, uh, God bless you. Probably clicked on us by accident, but we appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get your friend, friends to click on us by accident. Yes. Um, so yeah, episode two. Let's do it. What the fuck happened? <laughs> All right, last week <laughs> on the Arcane Days podcast, you guys had entered the town of Triel. You met with Aelin and Brother Corvus at the Temple of Torm. Oh yeah, that was a that was a house of screaming, right? That was the uh, the place with all the screaming. Yes, yeah, the house of a thousand screamers. Yeah, you guys learned. You got uh, the details of the expedition, uh, the briefing reports from the three people who made it back. Yeah, we uh, we found out we got underpaid <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? a little bit. And, and there there seems to be some serious. No, no. Job we found people. out that Severely somebody overpaid. did not <laughs> use his skills. With his fucking kit to change the writ, so we would have got fifteen hundred gold as opposed to five hundred. You know what? We're new. I mean, we're new. We'll, yeah. we'll figure this out. Not sure Aelin would have believed it was any more than it was. It's, uh, got, it's got a stamp on it. You know what? That dude didn't even take a copy of it, so he doesn't even know. And he's so busy with what he's doing, he True. could have written that down and never even have known. True. Yeah, he's cleaning windows or something, wasn't he? Or and we did say something about five hundred each, so you never know if he would have screwed that up. <laughs> but brother Corvus. Uh, told you guys that the two head clerics, the two more powerful clerics, have been in a state of meditation, both trying to prevent the gem's influence from spreading and to create a special bag of holding, essentially, to hold the gem and its influence at bay while it can be returned to where it was taken from. You guys, yeah, you got the briefing reports. Uh, you guys uh, were then leaving the temple uh, after accepting this this quest. Uh, and on your way back, uh, Mortor was overcome with this need to get to the forge. Yeah, wasn't really taking no for an answer. Although yeah. I, I did offer him gold for his. You door. did, you did. You were a courteous. You didn't just offer. You <laughs> dropped a bag on the floor. So of <laughs> <laughs> diseased gold, though. It's walking not diseased. Around, walking around without your your masks, knowing that it's not a plague. But some <laughs> of the town didn't didn't quite believe this. They're very superstitious. But yeah. Mortor and his fevered state needed to get to that that forge. And you know what? God bless those townspeople, because they're willing to accept an albino dwarf, but they're all like, oh no, invisible plague things. <laughs> we all have to put on our face masks. Yeah, they've, they got a weird line that they draw. Yeah. Again, acceptable bring us back to this world. <laughs> Flat earthers, anti-vaxxers. Come on now. like uh, <laughs> It's really not that hard to fucking believe. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, seriously, Amanda... Your your Aelin, she's what like a, a Harper mm. agent, right? Yes, she works for the Harpers as a liaison to the Order of Gauntlet. These three, and I'm going to use this would be generous misfits, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Show up in the middle of the night. What's running through her head? Well, after she verified the writ numerous times <laughs> to make sure it wasn't invented. Uh, yeah, she doesn't know what to do with y'all at all. How long has Aelin been part of this town, or is it just like the community in general around this area? Like, 
Um, well, Aelin... She seems pretty uh, connected to them and mm-hmm. wanting to protect them, so... Aelin is a chosen of Torm, so this being an area that is under the dominion of the clerics of Torm, she's very attached to this town and the area in general. She travels through here a lot on her work for the Harpers, so... And the Harpers are... They're, they're pretty badass, common-sense kind of people, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a very widespread faction. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not a... They're the balancing force against a lot of negative groups, basically, is what they do. Okay. They're not necessarily pushing for... But they're not quite as organized yeah, as the yeah. Order of Gauntlet. They're, they're okay. much more spread out, hence they use groups like uh, Aelin's group. So she, she technically belongs to the, the Order of Torm, right? Yeah. Uh, the Harpers... Who, have, who I totally know who that is. It's just another god. Uh, See, he's Whoa. a lawful god, um, who's basically all about uh, think like old school knights and paladins and clerics and things like that. Like that's his his order, or his discipline, order yeah. discipline. Uh, so that's, that's why you're getting all face nodded. Of the okay. Yeah, I know. Um, yes, yeah. and she's very protective of this town being under the protection of Torm. It's true. Okay, so. So may more. have been a little uh, presumptuous of me to go knocking, <laughs> asking. <laughs> well, you're, again, you're yeah. under a. You're, you're you're basically being driven. You, are, right now. you feel not, that compulsion yeah. to right. get there, right? So you've entered the you've entered the Smith. <laughs> you see that not a lot of it has been set up. Like there's there's stuff scattered around, but the forges the forges up, and Is there's it? materials all over the place. And, and get it hot. Give me a hammer. Actually, we don't even need to get it hot because I've got heat metal. <laughs> heat metal is a short-term spell, though, so you have to. So, Mortar, why don't you explain the, the feeling and, and like what you're doing at the forge? So, uh, I'm as we addressed in the previous episode. Um, I'm a cleric, but I'm not really comfortable with it, and I'm, I'm trying to hide the fact that I don't know who it is that's talking to me. Because I know it makes other people uncomfortable. It, it could easily become a, you know, oh, he's in the, under the influence of, like, a shadowy fiend Well, are you Joan of Arc getting spoken to by God, or are you the local guy down on the corner street there getting talked to by somebody and yelling at people fucking randomly as they walk past is the question? I, I'm not entirely sure, <laughs> but I, I do get these, these whispers, which is kind of the reason why I was driven out of my home. Because I'm... I'm listening to something that's not a traditional dwarven deity. And it's it's giving me ideas that are contrary to a lot of dwarven traditions. And because of that, my my clan wasn't too accepting of me. They were already kind of on the fence given my exterior appearance. But we're we're willing to forego that because my parents were both forge masters. So I, I come from like this very Land, strong yeah. background of very creative and, and very um, respected individuals, and I'm I'm a fucking odd duck. So when I started hearing things that weren't from my people, that was the final straw for them, and and they figured it's easier to uh, excise me, cast me out, than to try and deal with the lifetime of bullshit that I'm going to be bringing up. So I. That's why I'm out and, and I'm wandering. And this isn't the first time that I've had these kinds of inspiration moments where I've just kind of gone a little bit more frantic. So I'm I'm leaning a little bit into it, but I, I know that it's coming. And it's like 
it's like when you start feeling uh, a sneeze coming on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to get someplace before I just fucking start spraying a crowd. Do you, do you get that stupid look on your face and stare at the yeah, sun? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody's going to talk to me. Somebody get me a tissue. <laughs> Incoming transmission from the giant talking head. Feeling this. Show me what you've got. <laughs> feeling this bout of inspiration coming on. You've made your way to the forge. You've gotten in there. You left the man with the gold. Yeah. He seems uh, very panicked and... Uh, here in the commotion outside of the forge, some of the guards have made are making their way over. But you've started, yeah, working. You're pulling tools off the shelf. You're heating metal, and you're kind of starting to to put together this this contraption that you can see in your. Head. You're mm-hmm. not really sure what it is. You don't see the no, bigger I, I picture. I literally don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't come up with that yet. You're building this contraption, and the guards arrive, they kind of push past uh, you, Sordidum, uh, and Aelin outside, and they come in, they've got their masks up, and they go, uh, Shaw, what's, what's going on? What is this? Are these guys bugging you? And Shaw is like, yeah, he, he just, they just broke in, I don't know what's, and he kind of trails off watching Mortor, and you can see Mortor's got this blank expression on, and yeah. as he's working, his tools begin to glow slightly, Ooh. as if channeling a divine power. And he goes, hold on a second, hold on a second. And he comes over and he starts watching you, and you're, you're not even sure that that Shaw is there. You're just, you're going through these motions that you, you're not really controlling yourself. Kind of like a, like a beautiful mind kind of moment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not, not that I'm beautiful at all, but... <laughs> you're beautiful in your own way. I'm the Russell Crowe of albino dwarves. <laughs> Is that even a thing? Uh, it could be. It could so Shaw be. says, Ivara, get, get me, give me some paper and pen, quick. And she runs off and grabs some parchment. And he's, he's watching you and he's kind of like keeping track of what you're doing. And he like idly grabs the parchment and, and quill from his daughter. Uh, and he starts writing down these notes as like just following behind you as you're working. Okay. Uh, he gets through about like two pages of these notes and about 10 minutes goes by, 10-15 minutes goes by and these guards are just watching you awestruck as every time your hammer strikes, uh, sparks fly as if the metal's been heated itself but none of it has. You haven't even used the forge itself. Ooh. You build this sort of spherical contraption that you've put parts into okay. uh, and then sealed up and as you do uh, the light begins to die down, and you start to regain consciousness. And when you look down into your hands, you see this uh, this ball taking up almost both your hands, uh, and it's got these etchings on it that you can see are slowly being etched into it by some kind of magic. You can see the sparks glowing off of it as if they're it's being etched into it, just as you're holding it. Okay. And Shaw kind of curses under his breath. Damn it! He goes, "What was that? Who are you?" What? 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 Dusher! Dusher, did it fucking happen again? So I guess Dusha is just shaking his head, and he, I've been following him around as he's been like basically picking up stuff and dropping it because it's not what he wants to use mm-hmm. and putting it back on the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my own little Roomba. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to assume after you come out of one of these things, you're quite... Oh, I'm, I'm quite all fucked up. And yeah. Cluster fucked and, and yeah. like tired. Like, does it actually physically tire your character out? I'm I'm gonna go with yes because it, it kind of feels like this kind of uh, frantic outpouring of energy and stuff would okay. would tax me. Gotcha. All right. 
So it's like he's having a seizure for Christ's sake. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna basically be wrapping him in a cloak and like shuttling him towards the door kind of thing with whatever part it was there, whatever he managed to actually do with whatever he has. I know to just grab these things and stick them into bags now because he's got several of these pieces that he's already built that he has no idea what they're for. Okay. So, the happened again. Let's go before you get in more trouble. Okay, so, uh... Well, the did, guards what what the fuck did I make this time? Like, what is this thing? How will I know if you don't know? Oh, you know what? I think we need a couple of fucking beer. I mean, I gotta sit down and figure this thing out. The guards being so kind of dumbstruck by what they just saw, uh, just kind of let you pass and go over to talk with Shaw for a bit uh, in hushed voices. Oh, and Dusha will also, like, bend down and pick up the five gold and then politely hand it to them. He, yeah, uh, Shaw will take it. Uh, and Sorry for trouble. Uh, so you'll hear, as you're doing that, you hear Shaw kind of talking to the guards about what just happened, but uh, as you're leaving, you can catch... No, it, it's it's fine. I I think I know what that was. And uh, <laughs> the guards kind of like leave just behind you guys, and they watch you for a bit. Kind of watch you head off towards uh, one of the taverns of the inn. Aelin and Sordidum, what would you like to be doing? Uh, I'd very much like to ask what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Mortar kind of wrapped up in the cloak, and Ducha uh, walking him away. Yep. So, is, are you going to explain what that was? You'll have to ask him. I not explain. I not understand. You near terrified that man to death. Well, in my defense, <laughs> uh, I really didn't see the door there. <laughs> um, in my secondary defense, I really couldn't give two fucks at the time. Uh, some, uh, sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm overcome with these kinds of visions, right? And, and I get this irresistible compulsion to to sit down and to make something. Um, most of the time, I don't know what the fuck I've made until after it's done. It kind of feels like that's what's happening here again. So, if you could, I, I need a little bit of time to sit down and figure this out myself. It, it's like I just got dropped off halfway through this build. Well, maybe whatever is intervening in your mind, next time maybe wait till the door is opened. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, excuse me. God like being this fucking lady needs a needs a heads up. Can you give us like ten minutes? <laughs> Much appreciated. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some, oh yeah, sure. All of our conversations are totally two way. Yeah, we it's a give and take. Dusha literally just grabs his shoulders, turns him and marches him towards the end. I'm gonna have uh, to have words with that lady again. I, I can feel this. I can feel it. So in this uh, kind of the, the main road of the town, you can see three different uh, establishments for drinking. You can see one that's a dedicated tavern, one that is just an inn, and one that is an inn and tavern. Well, we already had rooms in one of them. You yes. did have rooms at the Songbird Inn and Tavern. Do we still have rooms? That we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about all of you. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I'm down seven gold as well, so... <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, your room and board is paid for out of your... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Your money. We'll sort that out. Okay. <laughs> So it's what? It's still like day, isn't it? How no, it's night. Night now? Yeah. So he's been slaving away at the forge for quite a... Because we came came out... Oh, yes. You went in in the morning. Each had for a bit. So yeah, no, I'd say it's about uh, afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. 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 It's like one. I gotta tell you guys, I'm fucking hungry. I need a beer and I need something to put in my mouth. (laughs) Maybe at the same time. Yeah, I, we should. Are we doing phrasing? Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> is there, is there phrasing in here? Stop, stop. I can only get so hard. <laughs> uh, so, you guys want to head back to the, the Songbird Inn? 
Yeah, we might as well go back All right. to the uh, and We should go figure out what we want to do. But we're we're gonna have to sit down and eat anyway. And let's. Well, we got to figure out what to do with that gem, right? Yeah. And well, and and Colas is kind of getting a little. Well, we don't have to figure out what to do with the gem. They're figuring out what to do with the gem. We have to figure out if we're actually going to be able to do something to get it to where it's got to go. Yeah, Colas is definitely getting that. Uh, I bit <laughs> off more than than I should have disappeared in the taverns. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the assassins weren't that different. Uh, what? Yeah, you know, right? This assassins. This assassin. Ah, this is a tough one, right? Mm. Uh yeah. So he definitely needs a drink. Mm. So you guys head back to the Songbird Inn. That. Uh, the building that has all the, the growth all over it, the trees, the vines, the birds. Uh, now that it's daytime, you can see that it's just covered in wildflowers that are growing all over it. Oh, that's pretty. And as you guys enter, you can hear the birds singing and that pleasant aroma of the flowers again. And Whistle greets you at the door. She says, back from your business already. Yes, but I think we're going to need that private room again. She says, of course, no one's been in all day. It's all yours. Thank you. Head to the back and I'll bring you something to drink. And to eat, I think. Free beer! Says, of course. Uh, we'll be in there right away. Thanks, Whistle. So that the little gnomish woman makes her way uh, into the back kitchen area. And you guys can head back to the same private room that you were in before. Uh, the branches swooping over on the ceiling. The birds dancing around on the table. You can see that a small uh, bowl of bird feet has been set into the center of it. That they're kind of gathered around. Do you just know what they did, uh, Is safe? Here? Uh, no well, the, the birds tend to drown out any noise from inside the private room. about eyes? Oh, eyes can't see him. Okay. Unless you see them in the window. So Douche is going to basically take a small bag that he's got. Well, not necessarily a small bag, but uh, a bag he's got tied to his side, and I'm going to dump out all the parts that Mortor had managed to fucking build already, and the stuff that he's built before that, again, he's slowly building parts that will hopefully fit whatever it is he's trying to make. So I just basically dump the stuff out on a table for him, and he goes at it like it's a Rubik's Cube kind of thing, trying to figure out what the hell it is. So, so far, with the parts that you've built, you've never been able to figure out how they fit together. But with this spherical device, you realize that it's got small, uh, maybe like half-inch diameter holes uh, in it, and two of the rods that you had built before kind of screw into it. I like that. Okay. Uh, and this is the first time you've been able to put it get together. So it's basically just like uh, a rod, the sphere in the center, and then another rod. Okay. And you still have a few other parts that are laying on the table that you can't just, you can't quite figure out how else they uh, they fit on this. So what you're saying is like a set of IKEA instructions would be really beneficial right now. Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> but unfortunately, you've never really been around another smith <laughs> who's been able to to help before. Screw okay. instruction. Ask for pictogram. Yeah. It happens so suddenly that you've never really, and yourself being so out of it, you've never been able to take notes on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, documentation's probably it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like every project, right? Yeah. This is in development. No! It's now live. Go. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so Mortor is, he's kind of sitting there, he's nursing his beer, which is odd for him, mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to flip things around, stick them together. He's figuring out how it all comes comes into play. Um, um, these... So the two metal rods that you had were yeah. these copper-colored, smooth metallic rods, uh, maybe a foot in length each. 
Okay. And as you twisted them into the sphere that had uh, all those uh, runic etchings onto it, okay. uh, you heard a faint, like, thud, like a deep thud in your chest as it connected, and kind of some sparks flew out from it, Ooh. and the etchings begin to spread over top of the, uh, the rods and continued and covered them. So instead of being those smooth rod, you can now feel these arcane runes etched into them. Guys! I'm Guys, ready. something's happening! Uh, Ailing, you seem to be very red, and there's something you want to say. <laughs> I just think you should say Rod a few more times. Oh, God. Basically, he's <laughs> built a double-sided dildo with magic arcane runes on it. Rod, 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 Rod. Is that like a uh, coin pouch? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to put those rods in your coin pouch? You know, we could turn this into a drinking game. Like, every, <laughs> time I say, every time he says the word rod. <laughs> oh, it'll be plastered right now. Oh, I've, I've got whiskey here. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, what it, it's what it takes to get through the day around here. <laughs> so you've got about three other parts. You can't quite figure out how they, they connect to this device. Or, or if they're even for this device. Or even if they're for this device, yeah. right. Uh, so, uh, Colas just kind of looks up and pokes at them a little bit there. Says to, says to Mortar, he says, uh, is, this, uh, is this something that you uh, do often? I gotta tell you, little buddy, <laughs> I have no fucking idea what any of this is. As far as I know, this could be a marital aid. Or it could be a... a, 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 a a, a bovine insemination device. I have no idea what this fucking thing is. For all I know, I could be making some really ridiculous shit. It, uh, it does look a little weird. Right? And I I have all these fucking parts and pieces for it. I can't seem to really figure it out. But this is the first time that it's ever done anything. So, I think I'm on the right track. I just don't know what the hell this says. Can I try checking out the runes? Me too. Uh, absolutely. You guys can make me religion checks, please. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Starting off with one of my strong points, I see. Oh, good. <laughs> right in there with you. Ooh, can I make a religion check, too? That's not bad. Absolutely, you can. Well, you made it. Decent, <laughs> I guess. What'd you get? 16. I got a Sam. 16? Good. How do I have a zero for religion? That's incredible. Again, eight. Because you've got something strange talking in your head, you don't actually know what it is. Yeah. And religion is intelligence, not wisdom. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. That yeah, is weird. weird. It's weird right? It is weird. I got, I got heavy wisdom. They had to do something that was um, intelligence. I guess. Uh, so to sixteen, you guys will know that these are divine in nature, but uh, what they might pertain to, you have no idea. You know, Cullis has no interest, but he's gonna, he's gonna look at it as well. Sure. Uh, because you're you're widely traveled. Too. Maybe, maybe it's monetary, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> actually got a pretty good uh, religion check, too. Yeah. Comparatively. Oh, uh, 21. Yes. Oh, okay. Putting the caster to shame. So you've... You have, do you, uh, what languages do you speak? I speak... Uh, <laughs> Not a lot. Common, <laughs> Thieves Cant, and... Uh, what is it? Prim- prim- primordial. Primordial. Really there. Okay. So you've seen these etchings before, or etchings like this, on some of the designs that you see gnomish tinkerers use. Uh, they have a lot to do with um, the god of invention. Okay? Uh, Ogma. Ogma. Mm, okay. So I look at Mortor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
I have to say, you, uh, friend Mortor, you do not look like a gnome. I, I absolutely am not a gnome, and I am offended by the fact that you said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But. Here comes the subtle racism. <laughs> looking at this, uh, it is definitely uh, gnomish. Is it? Uh, you just know that a lot of no, uh, tinkerers are gnomes, not necessarily that this is gnomish in nature. Well, uh, you know, I see many, many gnomes. Oh, all right. No, no, I, I get it. And I, I kind of put my finger to my nose and I wink at him. I was like, you know a lot of gnomes. Got it. Okay. Yes, but many of their devices, uh, those that work, uh, <laughs> tend to have these ruins. Uh, is the god of invention... I have no idea. Um, you may not be able to tell this, but I'm a dwarf. So, I don't really roll with a lot of, like, other species, deities and stuff. So, if that's what you're saying, then that's kind of the best answer I've had so far. Can you, uh... Yes, and you see that person over there. He is a dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I, I don't really see colors or races. Actually, more specifically, I don't see colors very well at all. Um, so, yeah, I have me at a bit of a disadvantage here. Can, uh, can you get Alien and uh, Colors? Just make a quick perception check for me. I know this is weird, but... It is weird. You'll yeah, understand it in is a second. Weird. Possibly, you might understand. Uh, I'm going to try the green one. Nope. <laughs> 24? Okay, so uh, Cullis doesn't eight. pick up on it. But Aelin sees when, when Cullis mentions the, the god of invention, uh, she'll see Dusha will stiffen slightly. Oh, like below the table? No, no, not below the table. <laughs> okay. This is all above. Okay. This okay. isn't about rods anymore. <laughs> but or Dusha will, will stiffen yeah. up and she'll see a strange expression cross his face, so... Okay. Alien would have definitely been looking far too close if she knows he's stepping below the table. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of perception do you have? I see right through the table. <laughs> she likes to look at wood. I mean, uh, <laughs> clothing is just a is just a covering. That's thing. right. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, so you didn't see colors. It you seems you might know something about this, Dusha. I've heard of God of Invention before, but that is something for. Mortor to discover himself. Yes, but uh, we should know what's going on. I do not know either. I do think we should be brought in on this secret of yours. I do not know anything beside that. He just... He makes stuff. I collect. I carry. It's the best I can do. (laughs) At this point, um, Mortor's kind of pushed himself away from studying the sphere a little bit. And he's just kind of leaning back in his chair, and he's, he's got his beer, and he's like, Dusha and I have been around for an awfully long time together, comparatively speaking. So, he would have told me if there was something I needed to know. Right? Of course. Insight? Yeah. Yeah. Deception. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Natural 20. Fuck you. Uh, Twenty-two. <laughs> this could be problematic. Come on, deception. I've actually got that too. Uh, that's a eight. <laughs> so, yeah, they're not buying what I'm putting down. No. 
You guys can see that he's definitely trying to hold something back. But did I'm he just pick gonna up? share a look with Cullis uh, yeah. about our friend Dusha over here. Oh, tried to look. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just kind of looking at you over top of yeah. my stein. All right. Right, douche. We're buds, right? You would have told me. Damore. Friend Dusha, uh, I cannot. We need to know. I do not know much more, and this is the honest truth. He doesn't know much more beyond that. <laughs> As you guys are doing this, uh, Whistle's going to come in with, with your drinks, uh, like refills and stuff, and she's brought out some food. Uh, and we have the, the sphere and the rods <laughs> yeah, uh, out sitting of the on table. the table. Yeah. Okay. Is it still glowing? Like, does this thing, once it's connected? No, it, it faded down. Okay. Yeah, so does, does she pay any attention to it, sitting there on the table like this? Oh uh, yeah, she definitely looks over it. Like she's curious as to what it is, but she doesn't recognize it as anything. Because she she's a gnome too, right? Yes, she's not a tinker. Okay. So this is like specific to tinkerers, not just yeah. gnomes in general. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, whistle. She says yes. Anything else? I I apologize if this is like a little forward of me, but you're a gnome, right? She says ah. Uh, yeah, last time I checked. Now, are there any others of, like, your kind around here? Like, anybody that would, like, be able to, you know, take a look at this thing? She says, no, oh, well, Venerus might. Venerus? Venerus. Do we do we know of Venerus? I know Fenris. Oh, oh Fenris. He runs, uh, he runs the general goods store. Fenris is fine wares, just down the street. Oh, so not the place where I smashed in the door. No. Okay. Do we know that he's open? Because my, be my coin purse is getting a little light. Fenris is always open. Excellent. All right. What do you guys think? You want to go over and um, get him to take a look at our giant orb and rods? As long as you keep the hammer away. We... Is that a new name for a rod? <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, we must get stuff... Probably for this uh, adventure, this trail. The Perhaps trip. we talk about situation before we go, so we do one trip to collect else we need. That makes sense. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hungry as fuck, so let's get some food out here as well. Yeah, she just brought food. So you can oh. eat away at the food, <laughs> and you guys need to come up with your game plan. Or, well, we... A game plan for what? Because yeah. basically all we know is they're going to shove this rock in a bag. Well, no, we've... <laughs> and we're going we to have to take the bag back. I've gotten back. maps. Yeah. Dusha collected maps from them on how to get there on the tomb itself, where they got it from in the tomb. I've got all that detail. Dusha collected and all that stuff. And what we're running into were in the tomb. Trying to poison... Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got yeah, yeah, we the got traps, everything like that. So, hey, don't link me in with trying to poison that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out the maps and the briefing report, you look at a simple uh, three-room... Setup. There is a set of uh, what they say. Reading over, you read that there is a a uh, stone archway made of rounded stones, uh, set into the side of a hill that was recently uncovered. Uh, when they entered, they uh, noticed that there were several traps along the doorway and down these winding stairs. Uh, after deactivating them and making their way down the stairs, they encountered some kobolds in this main, large kind of antechamber below the ground. After slaying several of the archers that were firing at them, uh, the kobolds fled off down one of the two tunnels that was in this main room. 
uh, they followed them down, and they could. Uh, they found the cobalt nesting area where they kept their goods and their children and uh, where they were residing. Uh, and as they made their way into that passage, uh, one of their members was uh, wounded with some poison arrows before the kobolds fled into these tiny holes that they had dug into the walls. Um, they searched the area, didn't find much of value, uh, so they, they left back to that main room where they went to proceed down the other tunnel. Uh, they were no longer bothered by the kobolds. Down the other tunnels where they encountered their second uh, major trap. Uh, it was what they describe as a bottomless pit. Uh, one of their members had fallen down. They tried to recover that person, uh, but they dropped uh, their torches down. Uh, and after a few seconds, it just went off into darkness. They never heard the cries of the other person. So... They assume it's a bottomless pit. They tried for maybe ten minutes to get the other, like, the other person, but they were unable to, to rescue them. Uh, after they uh, skirted the, the large pit trap, they made their way into the, the last of the three rooms where they saw the giant um, uh, the statue. Uh, there they were littered, uh, the ground was littered with uh, corpses and uh, as they got to the giant statue, uh, specters and zombies had arisen uh, and assaulted them, where another one was sl uh, slew before they uh, finally managed to, to pry the stone from that statue creature with the massive stomach and its uh, gluttonous belly. Uh, but as the person pulled that stone out, they had spontaneously combusted and died. So fighting off the zombies, uh, the mage Neslin, uh, their assassin, and the fighter Grayson uh, gathered the stone and fled. You know, listening to all of this, it doesn't sound like taking the stone was all that bright of an idea. I feel like if all of that thing was happening, I would have just left the stone. They thought it must have been worth something if it was so well guarded. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. After they left, totally they returned to Triel, uh, where the mage Neslin went mad and subsequently uh, perished. Uh, the fighter Grayson. Uh, was seen in town at one point, but you'd have to go ask around for him to see where he is now. And the assassin, uh, Brother Silent, uh, has taken up, well, a vow of silence. And has you met him back at the, uh, the Temple of Torn. Possibly. He may, he may still be silent. So. <laughs> Maybe may be silent. Yeah. <laughs> Perma silence. Who knows? Uh, I mean, it's his choice. Dead men tell no tales. Does it... Uh, detail of the corpses were, like, old, 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 or fresh, or... Uh, some were cobalt in nature, so right. fresher. Some were older, decayed, uh, dried out husks of humanoids. Right. Okay. So, all of the spirits wailed that they were hungry, that they needed to be fed, that he needed to be fed. Yeah. Just like the sleeping, screaming people mm. at the Temple of Tor. Yeah, because you, you described this, uh, the statue with this giant gluttonous belly. Mm -hmm. So do we bring a, a pack of uh, twenty pack of nuggets with us? Some nuggies, <laughs> some, some chicken dendies. Yeah. <laughs> bring them each their own pie. Ooh, can't go wrong with pie. No, single serving pies. Okay, uh, so all right. So it sounds like we've already bought into the fact that we're doing this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if we want our five hundred and fifty gold, yeah. Is is tree bucket still on the table? True no. was never on the table. It was never <laughs> on the table. 
and I'm guessing the uh, the stabbing and the burying Hopefully the rock. There be no stabbing and burying of the rock. That's okay. Okay. All right. So I'll just cross that off. Of, yes. Um, cross off list. Not option. Okay. Yeah, the the clerics had determined that the best way to end this curse would be to return the stone from what from where it was taken. Okay. And they said the the, the magic bag would be ready tomorrow. Yeah. First thing in the morning. So we fight undead. We fight. Yeah. Or the kobolds. And kobolds, kobolds are, just are terrible menaces. Yeah. But we we don't even know if they're there protecting it or if they're they were there to try and get it themselves. Okay. Or they just. Uh, Can I make the, a check to see if I know anything about kobolds? Sure. Roll me a history check. History. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, very crafty. Creatures worship dragons. Uh, a lot of the times, they'll take a cave like that uh, just because it's a defensible location, not necessarily because it has any meaning, unless maybe a dragon had okay. resided there. But that doesn't seem to be the case. It looks like they just uh, found a place that would be a good place to hold up, and that's where they decided to nest. So they're scavengers and dragon fanboys. Yeah, opportunists, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But very intelligent. They okay. can. They are very trap tricksy. Does it say anywhere in there, like, the, the fellow who was disarming the traps, did he know how recently these traps had been put in place? Were these originals to the, the so chamber? or were That these? was uh, Brother Silent. Uh, he believes that the kobolds had set them up. Okay. So if kobolds still there, traps probably are rearmed. Even, even the one that melted the guy, or seemed to... Yeah, the one that melted the dude. Is that... Oh, yeah, the guy that spontaneously combusted? That was a stone coming out of the belly, yeah, though. I thought like there was, was, like, some... Yeah, there was an acid... Oh, yes, there was the acid trap as well. So after the main pit, before they entered the area oh, okay. of the statue, uh, they had noticed some pipes coming out of the ceiling. That doesn't uh, sound making like them way to the, uh, Making their way towards the statue chamber where one of them was uh, wounded uh, by an acid trap. You know, as, as we're talking about this, this kind of feels like it's a really, really good place to bring out Abed. Right, have, a, have our little stone buddy go in there and, like, peek around a little bit before we start walking in with our big, dumb feet and our big, dumb heads. There's nothing big and dumb about my feet, or I... <laughs> I mean, I am not the one with outlandish-sized hands, like a continent on your arms. Well... I, I don't really have many complaints. Uh, let's let's just say it like that. But while we're uh, while we're talking, um, Mortor um, takes one of the um, uh, one of the beverages that was brought out and kind of like pours a little cup out of it and just kind of sets it aside, hoping that Abed will show up. Oh, Abed will definitely show up. Yeah. Show up and start drinking with us. Mm-hmm. A little, you just little see a little grand- cup just floating in the air, being poured back. Like, hey, little buddy. <laughs> You got any frills? <laughs> no one's one of his own. We, we got a job for you! <laughs> so what else would we need from... What was his name? Ferris? We will need... We will need food. Wine? We cannot travel without wine. It'd be crazy. Uh, we need... Uh, maybe... Wooden steaks? I... <laughs> Undead are foreign to me, so... I, I, I do not know it. Definitely broke. Have, have you ever tangled with any of these kinds of things before? Can you uh, handle spirits, inspectors? So you guys know that having undead in the field of the dead isn't uncommon. 
That is a pretty typical thing that you would have come across in this area. Mm -hmm. It's why El Terrell has that giant light above it to prevent undead from entering the city. Yeah, it's, it's a zombie proofing. Yeah. So undead is a, a common occurrence for anyone who's been in the, like, traveled the area. Okay. Well, this is why so, I stopped and got holy water, but... Yeah. So you've, you've probably tangled with them a few times, or at least had... Well, traveling through the area, yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about this. I'm not specifically designed for it like the clerics all are. Well, I, I know this is kind of like what I'm supposed to do, but it really doesn't happen until I'm, like, in front of it, right? My, my, whoever it is that, like, talks to me, they're kind of absentee most of the time. <laughs> Gods do that, I have noticed. Yeah, so I'm, most of the time, I'm, I'm on my own, but... They give me a little bit of uh, magic voodoo powers, and, and I can I can do some fancy tricks. So, do you guys want to head to Fenris's to buy some equipment? Yes, I believe so. Buy, yes. <laughs> Check with Whistle on the way out to make sure her stage is open for tonight. Oh, of course, dear. Every night for you. And uh, I'll check on the way out for a uh, a nice coin pouch. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few people in here having lunch. And I just want to see what i got to add to that roll. <laughs> Throw me a uh, sleight of hand trick. Sleight of hand. Are you, you trying to pickpocket? Yeah. You bastard. 12. <laughs> that is enough to beat a commoner's passive perception. So you manage to uh, to swipe a coin pouch off on your way out. Does, does not I was going to say, can I check and see if I pick that up? my passive perception, so do I notice? If yeah. it doesn't, if that was lower than your passive perceptions, you notice that he took it. I'm frowning at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give the guy some gold. Okay. So that you, he just got pickpocketed. Yeah, you go up to a man and you just drop some gold in front of him. So yeah, he's going to look at much. you quizzically like, what's going on? Well, you, it well was a, it was a your drop. pocket yeah. seems oh, to have disappeared. Yeah. And he looks around and he says, oh, damn. Well, that's okay, gold is a lot more than I had in there. Probably. <laughs> I'll give him like two or three pieces. Okay. Can I help? Is like a dog? Is he must scratch? <laughs> a cat <laughs> must meow? I'll go swat him on the nose. <laughs> he's... Comparing himself to a dog. Hey, Cully, maybe next time you just keep your hands in your pockets and not somebody else's, okay? So you check it and you get yourself two silver and eight <laughs> copper. It's not bad for zero work. Two silver and eight copper more than I had earlier. <laughs> so you guys make your way down to this building, uh, and it's dressed in... Uh, it's got some... It's cracked. It was originally painted uh, purples and blue. Just to point out, you realize she is the one keeping ledger of all our gold expenses... That's coming out of our pocket when she pays them back. And not the amount you stole, the <laughs> amount I paid to replace it. So now technically you're down 10 gold. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a point where she does not see. <laughs> you will have to roll uh, she is not higher than you were. <laughs> so you make your way to this building that was once painted a bright like royal purple and blue. Okay. Uh, yeah, but the paint's old, it's cracked, it's faded. Is she still wearing her scarf? Absolutely. I love it. You don't have to. No, but, I'm uh, not. I, I, I any just townsfolk you come across basically just like walk to the other side of the street. Staring at it, like just amazed at these, uh, I don't know, what are they, would, would it be considered uh, what, Westerners? Have you never heard of phrase, when in Gellumshot? This, this, this barbaric... Uh, superstitious voodooism that uh, have you, know. you never experienced a plague or seen a town ravaged by plague these people are very much 
right to be scared of it. And since they haven't been offered an ulterior explanation... Well, it's not really for us to give them, is it? I mean, we're here to do a job. It kind of feels like it's the guards' responsibility The guards don't know what's going on. Yeah, the clerics never told them. They just kicked them out of the temple and told them to patrol the The clerics have only told me, and now you. Well, that kind of feels like it's your job, doesn't it? It's an easy explanation for them to understand. Magic might scare them even more. Oh, my God. I come from one of the largest cities in the world. It makes your water deep like a simple village. There's many things I have seen, and the plague, you will know. Dead in the streets, the stench, the wailing and gnashing of teeth, the crying. Villagers like this, they understand plague better than they would understand magic, and magic would scare them even more than just believing there's a plague that they can prevent by a scarf. A better chance of catching the plague from the filthy rats that run through the hovels you call homes here. You know what? I, I think I think I get it. I think I get it. What you're saying is basically everybody here is already dumb as shit. And it's easier to just keep using them as a bunch of dumb shits rather than trying to better them. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. If that's what helps you understand. Mortar, you talk to a strange person in the head. <laughs> I, I talk to a lot of strange people, and I talk to myself a lot. So unlike the outside of this building, of Fenris's fine wares, the inside is immaculate. There are glass cases showing off decorative battle axes and great swords, uh, bows carved, uh, or I guess more forged of gold and silver, uh, in glass cases lining the walls, uh, finely crafted knives, line one shelf uh, while food and tack and clothing line another. Okay. And at the back of this this like long rectangular building uh, is a gnome pouring over uh, like this long sword. Uh, kind of glasses on he's looking down at it and he's making notes uh, as he goes over it. But as he, you guys come in you hear this uh, magical chime go off and he, he looks up and he goes, oh, welcome, welcome, thank you. Please, come in, come in, customers. Colos, keep hands clapping. Yeah, put your hands in your pockets, Collie. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> I do not need to use my hands. Passively <laughs> watching him. Says, Please, welcome guests, what can I get for you? Oh, and it's the little gnomish man. Hawked the nose, long, scraggly white beard, older gentleman kind of balding on the top and wiry hair out the sides. You're what they call Fenris? Yes, I'm famous. I am Dusha. We go to the skeleton mounds, skeleton fields. The fields of the dead. The fields of the dead. Oh, nasty place. What You'll is, be needing gear. Yes, what gear is you have that is good for fighting dead? Oh, this sword here, you might say. And, uh, and Mortar goes up and he switches out one of his <laughs> spectacles to take a closer look at it. Okay. You can see arcane runes etched up the blade of this mm-hmm. and the uh, the pommel and the hilt make a cross okay. uh, with the gauntlet of Torm pressed into the hilt. I'm, I'm just kind of just kind of muttering, tracing along with my finger. I'm so checking out as a smith, I would like you to make me uh, an intelligence-based check. Uh, no, well, you use your highest skill modifier for, for smithing. So take your highest skill modifier and add that to this and as a smith yourself I'll let you add your proficiency bonus to this check Woo! oh I'm going to need all of that yeah so that's an 8 uh, my highest modifier is a 
four. So I'm looking at a 12. Plus your proficiency bonus. Oh, plus my proficiency. So that'd be a 14. 14, yeah. Uh, plus two. Your proficiency is plus two. Oh, sorry. Yes. There we go. 14? Yeah. All right. This is a well-made sword. This is. Okay. It's not cheaply done. This isn't just like <clears throat> tacked on mm-hmm. fa- uh, like fanciness. It's not okay. one of my amulets? Yeah. No. <laughs> this, is, this is a very well-made sword. So I'm, I'm, I'm muttering this. I, I can see the quality in it, mm-hmm. but all I'm like is like, oh, this is shit. Fuck it. I wouldn't have done it like this. Fuck it. He fucked all of this up. It's probably an inferior alloy. It's a good bargaining technique, right? Make him seem like it's not as good as it should be. Uh, he goes, this is the greatest weapon we have here. And he grabs it, and the sword just begins to glow in his hands. You can see it's a, like a great sword for him, but it would just be like a long, like a, like a long sword for you guys. Nice. Uh, and it begins to glow up the hilt and then onto the blade. Oh, so it's so it's a fancy flashlight. He says it can do more than that. Destroy undead. I, I kind of cock my eye over at Dusha, and I'm like, might be handy. How much for a sword? Five hundred gold. <laughs> oh, Dusha! Dusha, this, this guy's asking for 500 gold for this piece of shit. <laughs> he kind of looks offended at that. And he says, this has been passed out of my family for generations. Well, I'm, I apologize that your family thought it was hilarious to pass down a piece of shit for so many generations. This must be one of the longest running jokes I have ever heard of. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so if sorry. we don't need to do business here, you can go. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, all right, hold on, <laughs> hold on one sec. Now, I'm not saying that this is the greatest piece of work going, but I would like you to take a look at this. And I, I pull out the spear and the two rods. Okay. And he goes, oh, interesting. You, no. uh, a cleric of Agma. Uh, I don't. I don't really know um, who that is. Uh, I'm. I'm not even saying that I made this, but let's just say that that I have acquired this, and I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what all this thing says. He says, "Well, I can't tell you right off the bat. I can definitely tell you that this is uh, some kind of mechanism of Agma. Uh, I can do some research for you if you want, but it will still cost you. It. It's going to cost us just for you to look at this thing." It's going to cost you for me to look this thing up. Oh, get right, Get a hold right. of some of my contacts. So, like, how long are we looking at for this? Well, it depends on how fast they get back to me. Could be a few days. Fair enough. I And then I, I kind of turn towards um, Aelin and, and Dusher, and by association, I guess, Cullis as well. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't really feel comfortable, like, heading into this thing until we get this thing all figured out, and specifically what the fuck this is. So we may have to waste a couple of days here. The longer we wait, the more clerics die. You're not wrong. Perhaps we could solve the gem problem and then bring it to Fenris. Why not leave with Fenris while we go take care of problem? That gives him a day to solve, gives us time to take your mind off task. You know what? You're not wrong, Doucher. I mean, you know me pretty well after the years we spent together. Maybe smashing a couple of heads and, like, discombobulating some bad guys will will kind of shake this off me. It's me. 500 is way outside the budget for what we need to do. What else do you have that fights on that? No, no, no. Uh, friend, Doucher. 
<laughs> General Elicar wants us to solve this problem. Duh. And I know that Fenris, this fine man before us... He gives you a, a, a nod and a pleasant smile. And I give him a big flourishing bow. <laughs> Would want nothing more than to please the general. His most holy and noble general, Elicar. Okay. I now know that you were working for the general. For that, I will give you a discount. 250 gold. I tell you what. Perhaps I give you half now and we can pay you the other half once we return. No, no, no. Look at this. We leave a shoe. We borrow the sword. We come back. Give you sword. We get our shoe back. Uh, I cannot risk losing my family treasure. <laughs> it's a very good shoe. <laughs> I'm sure you can trust me. I'm a businessman. I must do... At this point, I'm going to cast Charm Person. Okay. Oh, you're getting all shifty on it. I like For a Charm Person, what do you need to do? So, Is it a verbal semantic material, like component? or Verbal and semantic, yeah. Okay. He dispels magic. <laughs> or sorry, he doesn't... Counterspell. He counterspells. He says, I will not have that in my shop. Then you won't have my gold in your shop. He says, that is fine. You will not have my sword. I, I kind of lean into uh, to Doucher, and I go, you know, we could probably tack on the cost of this sword to what we're going to end up getting paid at the end of it. Call it, uh, call it uh, supplies needed for success or whatever. I leave that to you to discuss with Aelin. I'll keep trying to get other stuff from Seller. So I'm going to lean over and start talking to him just about if he's got any scrolls or like holy oil, things like that. Just some lower level stuff that I can actually afford as opposed to the sword. And I'll let those two haggle about how they're going to figure that out for cost. Okay. Did I see where he pulled the sword from? He Land. had it on the table as yeah. he was looking over it, making some notes on it. All right. I'm going to keep an eye on him to see where he puts the sword back. Okay. <laughs> Can anybody actually use a longsword? Because I cannot. I can use short swords. Yeah, I can't use a longsword. But he Wait, he you says, guys can't even use it? <laughs> you said guys. it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long sword for... No, 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 it was a great sword for... No, a great sword for the... Great sword. Oh. You know what? I, I probably can. Yeah, you... Oh, uh, cleric, no. Come clerics can. The fortune of me, he might get... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, no, you do. Yeah. I think. Or is it war? They can't. Remember, one of them you get like heavy armor proficiency. The other oh one. yeah, no for for forge, I, I have heavy armor proficiency. Yeah. Yeah. So, says I can make you some scrolls. I could get you procure you some holy water. I can get you I have almost water. anything you need. I need to, if you have holy oil, that's better. I'll do you one better contraption of my own. And he goes uh, under the the counter there, and he starts like pulling out shelves and closing them, and you can hear like jars rattling around. And he comes back out with two clay pots, puts them down, uh, and you can see uh, like the wicks coming out of the top, and they're sealed with wax. And he goes, "I like where this is going already." Boom balls, made them myself. You can fill them with uh, whatever you want. What would you fill with? Me? Well, you call I'm... it boom ball. What make it go boom? He goes, well, that's already built in. You can add other stuff if you want. Acid, nails, holy oil. Camel urine. Camel urine. Duh, how much for how many? 50 gold each. <laughs> so next item. 
I don't think we have 50 gold between all of us, right? Well, maybe she does, but... I have gold. I can uh, charge it to the 500 that you guys had. Yeah, like, five, 550. Hey, 550. Don't, 550. Don't, 550. don't screw us. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been 1550. Yeah. <laughs> Still can be. <laughs> could have been 3,500. I'll make a shopping list. <laughs> Jesus. He's going to break into this place tonight. Sword. <laughs> boom balls. I don't know if we should steal the sword. None of us can use it. Yeah, it's... Well, can you? Have you actually confirmed? Yeah. I'm looking at it. No, you gain proficiency yeah. with heavy armor and smith's tools. And the um, cleric itself doesn't have access to martial weapons. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a forge dwarf. Yeah, I'm I have reading heavy the forge armor. Dwarf, dwarf might have. No. And I'm a mountain dwarf, too. Whatever that means. Yeah, dwarf gets specific weapon for Under uh, proficiencies, you I mean, should see axe, martial... It has to say martial weapon. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm Let's reading see. the book right now, and the forge cleric doesn't get martial weapons. Trying just heavy armor. No. Nobody can use it. No. But we can use boom balls. We can use boom balls, but we cannot use the longsword. What else would you need for your trip? Rope. <laughs> I'll I'll take that. He goes to uh, one of the walls and he pulls off a few coils of rope and puts them on the counter for you. Yeah, so just so you're aware, you're dwarf. As a dwarf, you get you have proficiency with the battle axe, hand axe, throwing hammer, and war hammer. Aside from your and all weapons. simple weapons, yeah. and, and under my class features, it says uh, I have a bonus proficiency under the forge domain, and I'm proficient with all heavy armor. Yes, yeah. yes, that's but armor, not weapons. We yeah. talked weapons. Uh, I should probably replace some of that poison I lost. <laughs> lost, donated, donated. Mm-hmm. Well, I lost one, donated one. Uh, I don't carry those. <laughs> Can I, can but I your sign says fine wares. <laughs> yes. Yes. But having poison is not good for business. <laughs> no, it is great for business. <laughs> Do you know how much business you make off poison? It says not if I was shut down by the guards. It's not a common tool here, friend. Yeah, this this is a different place, Collie. You can't this this isn't uh this isn't where you come from. Right? This is this is a fine establishment. And I, I kinda wink at the proprietor. Trying to undo some of the damage that I've done. <laughs> I can supply you with food. I can get you climbing gear. We will what need do you need? rations. Rations? How long? You don't have in the other backpack? How many days are we looking at? You, to get we have no idea. Place? How many two, days is it to walk there? Two, two there, two back. Okay, so you're looking at ten days rations at least. But I mean, if you look at the your initial character sheet when you're building it, you should have been given some type of a pack. And mm-hmm. in those packs, they almost always have yep. uh, rations. You would have used your rations to get to this town. Though. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, well then. Well, then I have to replenish my rations. They're really cheap. So yeah, yeah. yeah we will go need over. Rations. He'll he'll start wrapping up uh, some packages of food for food, you guys. Food for for a week for four. Okay. Yeah, starts getting quite a few packages. Well, the book about. Abed's Abed. Abed does not eat rocks. <laughs> he rocks. Do not worry about Abed. If we have wine, he's fine. Must we'll be walking along. They'll see like a squirrel on the side of the road, and all of a sudden it'll just disappear except for the tail, and then that'll get slucked down. <laughs> so he goes and he grabs a crossbow Ooh. off the shelf. Like a big one? Yeah, heavy crossbow. Yeah. Can you use that? I don't think anyone can use a heavy crossbow. Uh, I can use light crossbow. I have a light crossbow. Yeah. I think we're all simple weapons only. Yeah. I have a light crossbow. I already have a light crossbow. He says, what, what kind of weapons would you be interested in? <laughs> I have plenty. If this is not up for, to your uh, standards. Uh, scimitar, short sword. I have Simple weapons. weapons. Mm-hmm. Whips. Short sword. I might have something in the back. And he 
hops down off his stool and he hurries into a back room and as he opens the door you can see just like a small cot like he might be sleeping in there and uh, a bunch of like barrels and old clothing and stuff just hanging off the shelves as the door closes and you hear some rummaging around in there stuff being thrown about and he comes back out and he says ah yes and he comes and he puts this short sword down on the table it's wrapped in this leather sheath it's dried it's cracked uh, and he pulls it out and you can see that the, the blade itself is dull but it has runes similar to the one that are on the long sword etched into it and he go, uh, doesn't have the same fancy hilt or the gauntlet of Torm punched in but it does have magic runes in it and he says uh, this one is very similar to the other just uh, I've not taken good care of this one as much as I should have but uh, that is a simple fix I can take care of that for you in, in, in a few hours good as new and how much for a short sword? 100 gold. Now, as as a smith, I I should be able to um, maintain or, or at least keep these weapons up to a, a certain standard, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you could clean it off and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whetstone and... Yeah. Yeah. We will take it now 50. Are you capable of reactivating the runes? Well, that's a little bit outside of what I can do. I would have to talk to the guy that talks in my head... Sometimes he's not answering, so... Answering? Answering. <laughs> what kind of runes are they? He says, uh, I do believe these ones are, and he looks over them, and he pulls over some notes and like goes and grabs a, an old book, and he looks it over, and he goes, uh, yes, fire. These ones create fire. Hmm. Torque will? They can create fire, so... Sure, but this is a... If you wanted something more generic... Uh, most of my weapons are uh, very well crafted. And he looks at you kind of pointedly. The fire these create, does it hurt specters, skeletons? Uh, hurts anything that can be hurt. Yep, he's not wrong. He's <laughs> not wrong. Do you have any potions of healing? Yes, I do carry a few of those. And he uh, unlocks a, a chest in the back, uh, right behind him. And he pulls out this... Uh, Kind of like a drink tray, like the old. Yeah. It's got about six uh, potions of red liquid. Six. I think it would be best if we took all. How much? Fifty-five each. Maybe we'll take two. The. And then, then I kind of, I kind of wink at Cullis, and I was like, "Right, we're just gonna take two, right?" <laughs> I think that. Down. Uh, can you can roll you me a? Deception check. <laughs> You're gonna get kicked out of the store. <laughs> I can come back. Uh, so can the guards. See what my plus is on that. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, fucking needed it. Uh, yeah, so that's a nine. Okay. Uh, so he doesn't. He just leaves the potion on the table. He says, "Will you be taking any?" Uh, we'll take, I guess, well, we got, uh, we'll put it on our tab. We should, we should have some potions of healing. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, 75 for a short sword. Is fair. It goes, hmm. If you buy two healing potions. Uh, we are buying two healing potions. <laughs> are you? Oh, I yeah. thought you were only buying one. No, I thought you were buying two. We'll buy two. Because you're doing so much business here. Uh, I will do this for you. Short sword, 75. You come back in two hours and I'll have a set up. The Good. Theater. So Dusha's gonna shake his hand. Can I um can I take a look at his uh 
at the boom balls. Did we end up deciding we're going to buy the boom balls? Uh, we kind of shuffled them to the side because they were very, very expensive. Fifty gold each. Yeah. yeah. As much I as a healing potion. I want to really look at them. It is a <laughs> clay pot mm-hmm. with a cork stopper that has been wax sealed shut. Okay. Uh, and a wick coming out of it that seems to have been soaked in oil. Is there is there any kind of um, magic enhancement or anything to it? No. You do notice at the bottom though is uh, another cork like kind of plate that would be removed to fill it with stuff. Okay. Does this feel like something that I could uh, reverse engineer and recreate? Yeah. Can you work with clay? I'm, I'm, I'm an artisan. You probably could recreate the design of it, mm-hmm. but you know but what he room. is used on it to make it explode, you're not sure. Okay. Maybe maybe we should buy, like, one. And I'll go, like, take it apart and figure it out. Ah, it's going to take more time. Fuck. Perhaps something we do when we get back. I do like the idea of bringing a holy hand grenade in with us, though. Yeah. Oh, holy wow. hand grenade at Antioch is never a bad thing. Right? Oh, dear. <laughs> not, always a, not always a good thing. Splash damage. Remember, they're they're hard to use. Yeah, if we're if we're talking like just pure explosive, right? But I'm also a cleric, so I should be able to bless whatever it is that we put into it, whether it's camel urine or wine or whatever. So he says to you guys, uh, could I offer you in any armor or other uh, weapons, fine craftsmanship? I, I just I just kind of smirk and I was like, no, no, we're we're sure that that you have the highest quality armor, absolutely. But um, I think I think we're good. I think we might know a guy that knows somebody that can like hook us up. I think we're all right. He says, see yourself. But I I do I do have to ask though. Um, and I I kind of lean in a little closer. Um, and I I don't want it to like. Mm-hmm get outside of the room or even within their group. I was like, I am interested, though, if you might have uh, any kind of, like, boots of spider climbing or anything like that. Because I'm a little short and low to the ground, and I don't like getting stuck in places. I do not have an item like that on me, but I can definitely uh, reach out and see if I can have one set. How many days are we looking at for this? Probably the same amount of time it would take me to research and get a hold of my contacts for your device. All right, well, that's not really going to help us right now. Tell you what, um, ask about it, and uh, I'll, I'll come back to you. Yes. Okay. Okay. And like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, everything here is shit, um, whatever. <laughs> we can go. <sighs> All right, let's uh, head on back. Yeah, uh, it's just probably about evening now, eh? Or... Yeah. So yeah, for all your supplies, mm-hmm. and so the two healing potions, the sword, your tack, uh, your so sorry, your rations, your rope, it's going to come out to 190 gold. 190. All right. You writing that down, Aileen? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. 190. Adding it to our to our totals. Yep. 190. How many people are in the uh, in? You guys go back to the songbird in. Jesus. <laughs> he fucking help himself. Uh, yeah, we're we're heading back to the songbird Inn. Okay. You guys uh, get back to the songbird Inn. Birds are chirping. Uh, the townsfolk see you come in, Aelin, and they begin to uh, 
kind of cheer and whoop a little bit, knowing that you should be putting on a show pretty soon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, so it's it's pretty crowded there. So we're doing. As uh, as we're heading back though, do we do we pass the blacksmith? Yes. Or is he you the other stop side? me from getting gold, Colas. I swear to God. Okay. So um, <laughs> as we're as we're heading back, uh, Mortor is going to kind of just fall behind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as I get to the tail of the group, I'm going to pull the scarf up over top of my face. Okay. And uh, when I when I get up close to the uh, to the smith, um, I'm I'm just going to kind of. <laughs> Step in there. I, I want to talk with them without everybody else. Okay, you can see. Uh, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. You can see that his door has been uh, kind of semi-fixed and put back up, and he's just in the middle of, of cleaning up some stuff. But he's also got these these notes uh, and schematics drawn out on a table that he periodically looks at while like the lanterns hang. You can see his daughter uh, going about the shop, kind of sweeping it up. Okay. Um, he doesn't really notice you as you first come in. No, I, I'm, I kind of... He goes, Oh! It's you! Um, I didn't I didn't get your name. And I, I pulled the scarf down over top of my face again, and I was like, uh, My name's Mordor. Uh, Mordor Granite Snasher. Um, sorry. <laughs> Granite Nasher. Uh, that was awesome. I'm, I'm really sorry about your door, man. Um, I, I just wanted to come on by and, and, and tell you that I'm kind of wasn't in my right mind. He goes, uh, I, I noticed you had a look of possession about you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure yet if it's a blessing or a curse yet, but it's, uh, it, it's made my life a bit more adventurous. Let's put it that way. He goes, well, as I, based on what I saw and the schematics of what I had time to take down, you, I think this might be a blessing. These are, this, I've never seen anything like this. These schematics are complex and arcane. It's something I've never seen before. I... And he kind of beckons you over to come look at the schematics that he put out. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to take a closer look. You can see that, like, from the start, there's a little bit that's fuzzy because he was just, like, he missed some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it goes right up to when you stopped and a few more notes. Okay. And I, uh, I'm going over his notes and I, I pick up um, one of the pens or pencils or whatever we're using. Mm-hmm. And I, I add a couple more of the details because I've had time to, look like, seriously look this over. Yeah. And then I add a couple more of the parts that I connected. From, from everything. Oh, okay, yeah. He says, you have more parts. I was like, yeah, I... This isn't the first time this has happened. And I've, I've ended up building pieces of this as these waves come over me. So I'm, I'm adding a little bit more. And I was like, so this connects into here. And then when we got all of this um, together and I added a couple more of the parts, it, it started to glow. I was like, I, I, I don't know what the runes and everything on it say. Um, I can't even recreate it for you right now. But I got some business to do. When I come back, I'd like to look at this again. He says, of course. And I'd like to look at the rest of the contraption as well, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. And and I, I kind of, I look a little uncomfortable. And I, I kind of try and subtly, like, wipe my hand off. And I, I sort of awkwardly stick my hand out to shake his hand. 
Of course. He uh, kind of like dusts his dirty hands off a little bit, but there's still <laughs> grime on it. He'll shake your hand. I, I, I make it like really brief. Like oh, of a, course. Just yeah. a really brief handshake. Just like a quick yeah, shake. Oh, okay, yeah, oh. And then I wipe it off, and I was like, yeah. Um. He apologizes for the dirt and the grime. He thinks that's why it's why you're wiping it off. Like, you yeah. can see he's dirty from like working around the shop. <laughs> Doesn't know that more chores are racist. <laughs> no. I was like, I, I'd also like to apologize for uh, for scaring your kid too. It's uh, I, I I tend to scare children because of because of my parents. So the fact that I, I I did more than that, I'm I'm sorry. That's he says thank you. Uh, Ivara's a tough girl though, and. Uh, she kind of like gives a a big smile as she's she's sweeping about the floor. Okay. All right. Well, so now down I, here. I get wicked uncomfortable and uh, I'm just like, all right. So um, goodbye. And then I fucking leave. <laughs> okay. And you can see he goes back to working at his shop. You can hear him putting away with some more stuff. Okay. Ayla. Yeah. I'll get up on stage. I'll go put on a show. Roll me a performance <laughs> check, please. Not that kind of <laughs> show. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know they had stripper poles back then. That's right. fantastic. And uh, the more richer people of the town that I see in the tavern, I'm also going to target with enthralling performance. Oh, good. What does that do? Uh, if I perform for at least a minute, I can charm them. Okay. And it's charisma save. Yeah. If they fail, they're charmed for an hour. If they succeed, they don't know I tried to charm. And the target will idolize me. This is a great distraction for you. I was just going to say, does that make them uh, enthralled in a way? Yeah. If you steal my gold, <laughs> I'm adding it to your tally. You want to know you're so busy. So you see three of the richer townsfolk, yeah. uh, the business owners. That is true. He's got you at a uh, disadvantage there. In the crowd. So I'll roll my charisma save, you said. Ooh. Wow. Uh, five, 16, and 20. Ooh. Oh. Well, the five fails anyways. Okay. And then, yeah, I'll perform. Okay. Uh, roll me a performance check, please. What do you play again? Well, yeah, what are you playing? So many things. <laughs> what are you playing? What songs are you singing? I don't know. Some body tune about a milkmaid. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I can get into this. With, this is this is this is with a violin. I like this. <laughs> okay. Classic pub. Yeah. Get them all laughing and excited. Now, is it is it just? Oh no! Oh no! Oh. <laughs> the worst. So, okay. so part of the improving uh, the performance. Part well, of the you, uh, give me a performance check as well, then. Absolutely. It's so much better than mine. I got a nineteen plus. What am I looking at? Performance. performance. It'll be a charisma. Oh yeah, plus zero. So that's uh, that's a nineteen. All right, you guys are a little bit off, but it, it sounds good. The people have been drinking, uh, and one of the men is just. Head over heels cheering for you. You can see the the glitter of gold uh, tossed up onto the sh- uh, onto the stage. A few coppers and silvers uh, make your way over there. My, my string breaks. Maybe I'll change instruments. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> one of the violin strings pops, and the sounds a little bit off until the end of the song. But after that, you can switch over to something. Else. Yeah, I'll switch over to a lute or something. With, uh, with can I do a perception check to see if I know what she's doing? Uh, sure. <laughs> So uh, it's so like not natural 20. Uh, let's take an arcana check. Because oh. it is say, magic. It's arcana, uh, well, it's 20? innate ability. More so yeah. than magic. It's, still I mean, it's not a spell. Okay. Well, but it's just 
I know that she's actually doing something to enhance that. Yes. She is using her talents to enhance her performance. That raises an eyebrow, but I just smirk a little and go back to watching the performance, drinking a beer, keeping an eye on colors. Only a sleight of hand, sort of. Do I I get an advantage? Because they are distracted by the performance, yes. Uh, We'll see, we got 19, so 24. Ooh, ooh, very nice. Way to finally be a thief. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or once. So you're going to find yourself uh, kind of going about the crowd, picking up some stuff. And you're going to find yourself seven gold. Seven gold is better than not having seven gold. Absolutely. Seven gold, like, uh, total. That'll be, like, all the silver and coppers that you're going to get. Yeah, I'm just going to add seven. Yep. So for the uh, for the assistance that Mortor is providing, I I don't want to get up on stage or anything. I just I just kind of pulled it out from wherever it was that we were sitting from our, our booth. I like just Freezing. <laughs> well, it's it was part of how I was taught. Like the the rhythm on the anvil for the forge. Yeah. yeah. Having a, a percussion instrument is, is good practice. So you perform for the night. Your drinks are brought to you. And uh, you, Mortor, no charge for performance. Ooh, we're not going broke tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, as they're performing, is, I'm assuming they go for a while, like they do... Yeah, yeah, a few hours. All right, so uh, after a few hours, I'm just going to wander over to the place and pick up our supplies while they're, they continue doing what they're doing. Okay. Which leaves old Mr. Cullis alone to not be uh, observed. Is, uh, is Abed drinking with us? Is he popping in and out? Probably. If you have wine. There's there's a lot of wine on the yeah. tables. Um, yeah, Cullis is going to uh, have a few, mm-hmm. not a lot, because uh, it's a school night. Tomorrow's a big day. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of you know this this is not the life he was looking to leave. He didn't never wanted to be an adventurer, right? Yeah. That was uh, you know that is not easy money. That's hard money. Would, would it be fair to say that Cullis is a little nervous about tomorrow? Uh, it would be very, very, very fair to say Cullis is a little <laughs> nervous about tomorrow. Um, so he's just going to uh, play it safe. Yep. You know, I mean, dogs got to scratch, so yeah, he got to get his gold. But mm-hmm. other than that, he's not going to uh, do anything too crazy. Right. Um, and since he has no family, he doesn't have to write a will, so that's good. <laughs> So, Dusha, you make your way over to Fenris's fine wares. Uh. Uh, still open. Yeah, you go in. The little magical chime goes off. Uh, and he goes, oh, welcome, welcome. Come back. Come back, please. Uh, and he invites you to the back of the shop where you can see that the sword is now in pristine condition. It has been polished up. The edges have been sharpened. The runes have a faint glow about them. Uh, and he says, it's ready. It's all ready for you. Fantastic. What does it do? How do I activate? He says, Hit something you don't like with it. Okay, that'd make easy. So mm. it's a short sword. Short sword. Uh, you get tested. Put Fenris' yeah. short sword. Okay, Fenris. Short sword of Fenris. Well, if it's Fenris's, it's probably a long sword for him. <laughs> Great. See, that would be the one you pass down from family generation to generation yeah. as a gnome. Yeah. Right? That's the long sword of Fenris. That's the short sword. That's the long sword nobody can use. Yeah. The great sword of Fenris. Maybe he's just, he just likes two handers. That's it. He likes to double fist. <laughs> and he goes, and how will you be paid? Uh, 
believe Aelin has tab with town. Oh yeah, I guess you would have explained that uh, yeah. you'd be you're doing a job for the clerics and that uh, they could be taken out of that. So he'll he'll agree to that, seeing the uh, the writ and knowing Aelin. Thank you very much for your business. Uh, please do come again. We will come back after for uh, re- whatever we're doing the uh, research on double dildo. <laughs> You're sure I could not offer you some armor? No, I do not wear armor. So he says, uh, I saw your friend wearing uh, that plate. It was very... It wasn't very nice. It was up And he says, look at this. And he, uh, he, he beckons you outside where he is set up uh, like this breastplate. Fair is fair. And he has this massive great axe there. He says, you mind picking that up and hitting that for me? All right. I'm not uh, comfortable with a great axe, but I'll swing her. He's, you can pick it up. I can't. All right. <laughs> Took me 20 minutes to get out of here. <laughs> All right. I smoke the, the breastplate with the axe. All right. Uh, the axe shatters. The axe shatters. Off the breastplate. Holy shit balls! Uh, at, at which point you're going to ask him whether or not you have to pay for it now. <laughs> <laughs> he says, no. I knew what was going to happen. That could always come down to the quality of the axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you my wares were the best. I mean, Mortor has been saying that some of this stuff is shit. <laughs> <laughs> could be jealousy. Could be... Uh, <laughs> uh, how much for a breastplate? 100 gold. 100 gold. You say 75 since we buy a sword and potion? Yes. Duh. We give deal. I take. Okay. It's all yours. All right, so I'm going to pull it off the thing. I'm going to sweep up what's remains of the axe and kind of like, <laughs> do you have forged? You can reuse metal? He says, ah, that's junk now. It's metal. You he says, but I've got an axe. I can break that breastplate. <laughs> oh, he's, he's fucking upselling you. Oh, he got you all alone. Well. <laughs> you should end up being the one calling for all the salesman schemes. So we make no money on adventure. <laughs> But we, just really nice we saved world, <laughs> yeah. but now we have to pay 2,000 gold. She's going to come back to the tavern. How much did you guys make because I just spent like 300 more gold? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Christmas time here, here. I like you. 75. 75 for X? Yeah. I take. Okay. <laughs> All right. He, uh, he goes in the back and he pulls out this axe for you. So now I've got a breastplate for Mordor and a battle axe for Mordor. Is it a battle axe or a great axe? It's just a battle axe. Battle axe? Okay, good. I have... What do I have? I have a war hammer. Oh, now you're going to have an axe that does shit. Nice. I wonder if I can dual wield as a dwarf mm. with giant hands. <laughs> She's keeping track of all the gold. <laughs> God bless you. So That's good, because I was not going to write down. <laughs> i got to start fucking mowing more, I guess. <laughs> Well, somebody has to be honest out of the group. So, I'll collect all that stuff up. 340? That's still 200 gold. Well, it was 190 before we sent him to the store alone. (laughs) (laughs) She's not wrong. So you you make your way back to the Saltenburg in the tavern. You come on in. Uh, Aelin's just finishing up her set. Uh, The people are gathered around drinking, but it's almost time for the curfew to set in. You definitely have to, like, just identify to the fact of listeners that currently Mortor is busy over there mimicking that he's got a set of bongo drums and he's just going to town on them. Yeah, he's been drumming this whole time. <laughs> got the groove going. He's into the milkmaid stories. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can see people 
paying off their tab, finishing their drinks, pulling their, their scarves up, and then heading out. Some people head upstairs to the tavern where they have their own rooms. Some people head off to the other taverns or their own homes. Uh, Whistle begins cleaning up. She says, You still have your rooms. If you need me, I'll be in my own. Ah. Thanks, Whistle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the birds begin to quiet down as she leaves the rooms. And take she heads upstairs to her own room. Take my own bird. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I go up to Aelin and I uh, hoist my beer to her and I was like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't half bad. I guess. You know, if we're gonna be doing this together longer, you know, maybe we can work out a set or something. You're more than welcome to join me anytime. I didn't know you were so proficient with the drums. It. It's kind of. It's kind of how my father taught. So, we'd start on the drums, then he worked us into the forge. Many it, things can be learned from music. Absolutely. So you managed to make yourself fifteen gold total between all the coppers and silvers and gold that were thrown. That is called honest money, Colas. <laughs> money does not care if you're honest or dishonest. <laughs> money is money. Abed is Abed. Excuse uh, me, the only one who doesn't know that wasn't completely heard. honest. You're right. Money doesn't care. It's still semi-honest. We just stack You guys head back to your room. Uh, yeah, Callus yep. is going to, uh, yeah, call it a night, because, uh... I'll well. be there at your doors bright and early Whew, as yeah. I head back to my room. <laughs> Tomorrow's a big adventure day. Tomorrow's a big adventure day. <laughs> Did Dusha uh, hand out the presents and the stuff, everything that he got? I assume you would hand them out. Uh, I'll wait till we get up to the room, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, get up to the room. Okay. Hand them the breastplate. Holy fucking shit! You can interweave with your family armor. What, what the fuck is this thing? What does it do, Dusha? You'd break axe. And here's new axe. Don't break axe. <laughs> <laughs> so you pulled out all this extra stuff that he didn't mean to buy. Oh, and here's potions. And I give the potions to uh, uh, Kalos and uh, Mortar. Okay. So how many? So we got two, right? Yeah. So, so you each have one. One more to my potion list. Oh, I don't think I got any. I have That's one thing I did not actually a great with. axe. I have a healer's kit, though, so. I have one of those as well, but. Uh, I can keep you from dying, but. It's not a potion of healing. No, it is not. <laughs> that it is not. Is but now a, I have more potions of healing. Fantastic. Does this great axe have anything going on with it? You or have the battle axe of Fenris. Great axe. Battle axe. Battle axe of Fenris. Not great battle axe. axe. You can't battle use axe. great axe. Yeah. He might be able to. No. 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 Just, battle. Okay. Just battle axe. Okay. So, you guys rest, and in the morning you were awoken by Aelin at your doors. Before uh, oh, we got to yeah. it. Uh, Dusha is going to wander over and just kind of put a hand on Kolos' shoulder and be like, Kolos, I see what you do. I understand compulsion. However, in future, at least rob those who have lots, not the poor. And I'm just going to turn around and walk away. Okay. And, uh, and before Kolos um, is getting ready for bed, um, can I can I check to see if, if Mortuor realizes that Kolos is... A little nervous about tomorrow. Roll an insight check for me if you want. I assume Colos would be trying to hide the fact that he's nervous. Oh, yeah. Roll me a deception check then. Or performance. <laughs> uh, deception. Sure. <laughs> I, I got a 19. Yeah, you beat me. <laughs> yes, you would have noticed that he was beat a little nervous. He was on edge for the night. Okay. So I, uh, I, I come up and I, uh, I reach up and I, I grab... Cullis by the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, Cully! 
Let me tell you a secret about battle, because I'm, I'm guessing you've probably never been in a lot of scuffles. It's like, the first thing you gotta do is, and as I say that, I haul up and I punch him in the nose. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Right in the fucking nose. Okay. What's wrong with him? That's a 19 plus... plus uh, so I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, your strength. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Plus my strength. Yeah, you're getting it. So one it's damage. Like what's your strength modifier? Uh, plus four. <laughs> so five damage. Oh, I don't even Punches have the... the uh, I don't even have the, the dodge net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get a, a blow to the face. Boom. Okay, so I, I punch him, and he's, he's fucking reeling. And I, I, I kind of I hold him up, hold him steady. I grab him by the chin, and I hold his face up, and I wipe the blood off from underneath his nose. And I was like, there's no way you can expect what's coming. So it's like a punch in the face. You just got to deal with it. And then I give him a smack on the shoulder, and I was like, good night. <laughs> yeah. What does Cullis do? Just stand there and... <laughs> I think he'd be a little dazed. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened? Yeah, you know, he probably just... Uh, running his tongue over his... Uh, his... He's like, what the fuck did do I just, have all my teeth? Just <laughs> staring at him. <laughs> and I mean, a punch to the face is not, not new to Cullis. I mean, he's not like he's never been in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He grew up on the streets. He had to fight every day for... Uh, uh, you know, survival. Yeah, but I, I don't know this. Yeah. All I see you is fucking shaking in your boots, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna give him some fucking rough love. I think Collis, though, he was, he was, uh, he was much more of a <laughs> build the battlefield to his advantage kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there's been many, uh, yeah, most of his start fights start with him stepping out of a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you guys wanted to do before we cut scene to the morning? Should we shut her down for this week here? And I think maybe this will be this week. I think week's... this is a good spot, uh, and we'll pick up uh, first thing in the morning with you guys waking up next week. Yeah. Sweet. Sounds All right. good. All righty. All right. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, folks. Guys. Yeah. See you guys uh, again next week. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm excited to see where it goes. Ish. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ellis is scared. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm eager to see if Ellis is there in the morning. I'm eager to find out whether or not we have to go bail Cullis. <laughs> so am I. I'm eager to find out if Cullis is there in the morning. <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Wow, I didn't, even, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, does he bugger off in the middle of the night? Well, there's there's two things. If he buggers off in the night. Is he leaving for good, or is he leaving to steal stuff from the gnome shop? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to find out next week on the Arcane Dice back. Podcast. You know what? I'm so excited. I'm coming back. <laughs> This is great.